Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings. You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at the word, wondered what kind of greeting might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May May your word to me be be for." fulfilled then the angel left her all right zoe and jacob katie's going to come up and help us reflect on these verses hi everyone happy christmas um so i'm going to do a wee reflection on um those very well-read passages by our kids um so christmas it's a pretty awesome time of the year isn't it we get presents and sweets, we get to watch Christmas movies and drink hot chocolate and stay in our pajamas all day and eat big turkey dinners with Schler and St. Carl's and our Christmas jumpers. So it's just an overall lovely time of the year, isn't it? But guess what, right? You're never going to get this, right? <laughs> There's something more awesome than that, right? Can anyone guess what it is? amazing well done so so this passage in the christmas story um is of the angel revealing himself to mary and telling her she's going to have a baby and then telling her that the baby's going to be called jesus and then telling her how precious the baby's really going to be and this really just highlights how awesome god is um so today we're going to look briefly at a few things that we can learn about how god's awesomeness is just so awesome so the theme is awesome if no one has got that Um, And yeah, from this awesome Christmas story. So our first point, we're going to look at some of the angels, okay? So God uses angels to spread the Christmas story, and he also can use us too. Um, We see God sends his angel Gabriel, and actually, ladies and gentlemen, we have our own Gabriel here today. Gabe, come on up. When you're thinking of Gabriel, just think of our Stephen. And we can call him Gabe, because I think that sounds a bit cooler, a bit more modern. 
Um, so Gabe comes to give a message to Mary that she's going to have a baby. And we also see Gabe make an appearance to Zechariah in the previous passage to tell him about his son, John the Baptist, who's going to be born to Elizabeth. And also we see Gabriel come in the New Testament in Daniel, or in the Old Testament, sorry, in Daniel 8. Angels are quite a funny concept to think about, aren't they? They're like, they're magical and they've got wings and they're shiny and gold and white. Um, they're supernatural creatures that God has created to protect us and guide us. Um, to guide his people in the Bible. But just as he uses the angels in the Bible, he also sends them here today to guide and protect us. They're here on earth helping God out. Um, we just aren't always aware of it. So maybe this Christmas we could ask God to reveal some of the angels to us and ask him where they're working in our lives. How cool would that be? Um, however, we also see throughout the Bible that angels are fallen just the same way humans are fallen. Satan was an angel and he got thrown out of heaven for challenging God. Angels also have a choice to worship God or not, the same way we do. And if God uses his angels, who are these supernatural creatures that we one day will actually come to judge, to spread this Christmas message to Mary and Joseph and Zechariah, then how much more does God value and want to use us? us as the church to spread this Christmas message. He wants to use us just as much. He values us just as much to spread this message. He wants us to tell all our friends in school, all our friends in our GIA clubs, and all our different social scenes about how great it is to be a Christian and be in the family of God. And he wants us to share this hope of the Christmas story with these people. And you know all those amazing things that we thought were awesome about Christmas at the start? Well, not everyone gets those. Some of those homeless people that um, we were welcoming into our church last week don't get to enjoy all those privileges. So maybe this Christmas we can think how we can share that hope with them. Because we, we all may not have turkey and presents and sweets, but we all can have Jesus at Christmas. And how awesome is that? Um, and then in verses 30 to 34, we see how God wants to or how the angels telling Mary not to be afraid and how she can celebrate. So I've got a prop, hold on, give me a minute. We've got some celebrations to celebrate with. Shall I throw some out? Is everyone happy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as you enjoy your celebrations, think about how we can celebrate the birth of Jesus. So Mary in these verses, okay, she's obviously a bit shook from what the angel was telling her. Mary is probably thinking, I'm not married, that's going to look so bad. Why is an angel choosing the name of my son? Why can I not have a girl? Why is he going to be a king? That's going to be a bit expensive, a bit time consuming. But then Gabriel calmed Mary down and he's like, Mary, listen girl, do not be afraid. Then he tells her, your son will rule forever as the son of God, the most high, and his kingdom will never end. Wow, is that not something to celebrate? This Christmas story provides many promises of God's love for us, that he will rule over everything and everyone because of King Jesus, and therefore we do not need to be afraid. This is a Christmas story that needs to be celebrated. We need to celebrate God's breathtaking present for us, his son that he sent to earth, where God knew it would be difficult for him and he knew there would be hardship for Jesus. But Jesus learned to trust God in this through these difficult times, and Mary also learned to trust God through this unknowingness. And we need to adopt the same attitude as a church and as Christians, as Jesus and Mary did. We need to celebrate in it. We need to celebrate in the baby who was born at Christmas. 
the son of the most high who's never going to leave us, the son who wants to celebrate with us and share his kingdom with us all. How awesome is that? Um, and so lastly, we come to the end of our passage and we see Mary's response. I've got another prop, hold on. <laughs> right, so basically, my ma got me this teapot and it said, <laughs> believe in magic, but I thought that was a bit heretical. So we adopted it to say, believe in God. Okay, so just, I'm just gonna set that over here. So as you see Mary's response, she just kept believing in God and she kept believing in his love. She listened to the teapot. In these verses, we see despite Mary's worries, she knew God loved her and was there to care for her. And so she continued in to believe in God's awesomeness and she kept her faith. We see God's kindness so evidently again as the angel tells Mary that her friend Elizabeth in her old age is going to have a baby, which would be almost impossible. But here we see God providing a comfort for Mary. He provides a friend for her who will also be going through an unusual experience so they can share it together. God didn't need to do that for Mary, but he did. The same way he didn't need to send his son into the world of pain to save us, but he did because of how much he loves us. And he did it so willingly and graciously. And then we see the angel's last words to Mary in this passage. They're so captivating. Gabriel says to her, nothing is impossible for God with an exclamation mark. Like, how cool is that? There's nothing, absolutely nothing that God can't handle. Nothing he's not in control of. Nothing that's too big for him. Wow. And God really lived up to Gabriel's claim the whole way throughout the Christmas story and on to Jesus' death on the cross. The sin of us, the sin of mankind was not sinful enough for him. And he saved us through this little tiny baby in a dirty manger. And finally, Mary's response in this whole madness and to her life being turned upside down. I am the Lord's servant. Mary offered herself fully to Christ, even though she was still unsure how this pregnancy would unfold, what would happen between her and Joseph, what it all really meant. She believed fully in the power of God. She didn't doubt. She surrendered and she let God lead the way and she willingly followed him with a smile on her face. How awesome is that? So we've learned three things today about this Christmas story. We've learned God wants to use us the way he uses angels to spread this Christmas message. God wants us to celebrate with him the way we enjoyed celebrating our celebrations. And we want, he wants us to celebrate through him because of this awesome Christmas story. And God thought Mary was awesome and he thinks you're all awesome too. And he wants us to keep believing in this love like the unicorn teapot says. We need to believe in God, believe in his provision, Believe he wants us to be willing to live for him the way Mary was. So we can get a response from this. What of these three things do you need more in your journey with Christ? What's God putting on your heart? Is it the first point, where and, where do you need, where and who do you need to share this Christmas message with? Um, who in your life needs to see the hope um, that the baby Jesus can bring us? And do you realize how much God values you in sharing his name with the world? Or is it secondly, do you just need to celebrate more with Jesus? And because of Jesus, does your heart need to remember to celebrate more often and not just at Christmas or Easter? Or thirdly, is it the case that you actually just have to start believing in this unbelievable story and make the decision to live a life with God? Well, Christmas would be a great time to do that. And as Christians, we need to be like Mary, ready to listen and obey, despite how scary or countercultural living for Jesus may be. But above all these things, how awesome is our God and how awesome is our Savior Jesus.
and how awesome is Christmas? This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this angel, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your, as your wife because what is con conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. The end. <laughs> well done, kids. Good job. Well done. Now, Kerry's going to come up and give us a little reflection on this passage. All right. So, kids, I'm going to need your help because I've got a few questions that I am going to um, be asking you, and here's a little secret. Grown-ups are not the best at the whole responding thing. Like, sometimes if I ask them a question, they just sort of sit there silently, which makes me feel very awkward. But you guys are fantastic when we ask questions about responding. So you're going to help teach the adults a little lesson tonight and how to respond, right, when the speaker talks to them. So uh, here we go. All right, so... Uh, Abby and Zoe drew a couple of Christmas trees for me this morning, so you can see their lovely artwork there. But there's something missing from the top of them. So my first question is this. What is it that we put on top of our Christmas tree? You can just yell it. That's all right. Oh, stars. Mary. <laughs> stars, angel, Mary. You put a lot of things on top of your Christmas tree. Oh, very, very good. This went very quickly. You guys got all of the right answers. A lot of times on Christmas trees, you will see stars or you will see angels. In my house growing up, my family always did an angel on top of the Christmas tree. So my question is this. Why do you think we put these things at the very, very tippy top of the tree? Why? You can just go ahead and shout it out. Stars are in the sky and angels and fairies fly. Okay, that's a very good answer. What else? Why else would we put these on the very... So they're, they're trying to teach you guys to join in as well. What's some, what's some answers, guys? Why do we put things on the very tippy top of the tree? Okay, the star was on top of the table. Come on, guys. Come on. Because you can't reach them. Very good. If you have small children, yes, stars can be quite dangerous. They're very pokey. What else? Why else would we put them on the very tippy top of the tree? 
so because it's the, it's the highest thing. It's because they're very important, and we put them up high so that we can see them, right? So that's what you do with things that you want to be seen. You put them up in a high place so that people can be guided by them. So the star and the angel, they guide us to Jesus. So when we, when we put them on the top of our tree, it's actually a reminder of being guided to Jesus. And in our story, or in our passage that we just read, we're going to learn how the angel guided Joseph to Jesus. Now, a lot of times, we, we kind of take Joseph for granted in this story. We sort of just like, yeah, he's the guy who, you know, helped raise Jesus, and he's the reason they went to Bethlehem, right? But what we don't consider is that Joseph was about to make a different decision. So, um... This is, my, this is my main point that I want us all to say together, because this is what I want you guys to go away from. God's guidance will always lead to Jesus. I need you guys to say it back to me. Let, kids, let's show them how it's done. Say this with me. God's guidance will always lead to Jesus. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so we are going um, to take a look at this passage to see how God used the angel to guide Joseph to Jesus, because he was, like I said, he was about to make a decision that he thought was best for himself, right? If you were in this situation, you were about to be married to somebody, and then you found out that they were going to have a baby that wasn't yours, you'd think, why would I take on that responsibility? Why would I take on that expense? Why would I take on that stress, right? We want to make the decision that's best for us. So this is where God steps into the story. First, the angel reminds Joseph of who he is. He's, he calls him Joseph, son of David. And so by calling him son of David, he's reminding him. He's, he's going, I want you to think about David. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. And he's saying, as David's son, that's your inheritance too. You can be like that too. You can be a man after God's own heart. So he's reminding Joseph of who he can be when he follows God. Second, the angel redirects Joseph at Joseph's actions. Joseph was planning to divorce Mary. Instead, the angel says Joseph should marry her. He says, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Sorry, I had slides for all these. I'm just not that organized. So thirdly, the angel gives Joseph a promise. He tells Joseph that Jesus, are going, Jesus is going to save his people from their sins, which is a pretty great promise, and it's a motivation for Jesus or for Joseph to do what the angel says. So Joseph chose to listen and obey God's guidance through the angel, and because of his obedience, we have the nativity story as we know it today. And this is the incredible thing though. God changed the direction of Joseph's life so that instead of living a life apart from Jesus, Joseph would have never known Jesus. Instead, Jesus got to closely and intimately know and live with Jesus because he followed God's guidance. So what's amazing about this is that God is still leading the way for our hearts today. Christmas, as we celebrate it, and even the Christmas tree toppers, as silly as they may seem, they guide us every year to remember Jesus, just as the angel did with Joseph. And the Bible and the Holy Spirit guide us to remember, first, who we are in Christ, right? Ephesians says that in Christ we are blessed, we are holy, we are blameless. And that we're children of God. If you let those things sink in a little, it changes the way that you act when you realize who you are in Christ. Secondly, they cause us to remember how our actions are supposed to change when we believe these things. We're to love God. We're to love others. We're to help others know and love God. And thirdly, 
we get a promise too. And the promise is that Jesus is coming back for us one day, and not as a baby, but he's coming back as a king and as our king. So um, like Katie mentioned, it would be incredible for us to see an angel like Joseph did in a dream. But I do want you to remember this as well, that God is already leading you and leading me to know him and to walk with Jesus more. So we're going to say it one more time. God's guidance will always lead to Jesus.